right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We now have a new toll-free number, 866-536-7469. That's 866-536-7469, toll-free. And when we're not on the air, it's a it's a comment line. You can call in and comment, leave a message, and we'll listen to the messages. So somebody wrote me an email saying, Clyde, didn't talk about the assassination of President Kennedy this year. No, I'm going to wait till next year. It'll be the 60th anniversary. And I always say, every year I say, I'm going to go through... One year, without talking about Kennedy or D.B. Cooper, I've succeeded, okay? Because <laughs> I just, and I know there's new, there's new uh, I guess, evidence of D.B. Cooper, but I just think it's specious, and so I'm not going to even attempt to explain it. Um, I mean, think what you want, but I always tell people, unless it's something about Wolfgang Gossett being D.B. Cooper, I kind of go, oh, what a gay, yeah, that's just, because uh, Wolfgang Gossett, of course, was a friend of mine. He was a mentor of mine, and uh, he's one of the suspects in the D.B. Cooper case and uh, doesn't get much publicity like the others, but certainly there's a lot of evidence to show that he may be D.B. Cooper. But thinking about John F. Kennedy yesterday, because I was seeing a lot of pictures and retrospectives on the Internet, but I wanted to think about some of the parallels we're having right now. I mean, where the Cuban Missile Crisis is parallel. We just shot the Artemis to the moon. Uh, finally, Artemis bl uh, blasted off, and I, and I got to thinking about President Kennedy and when he stated that he wanted the United States to land a man on the moon and safely return him by the end of the 1960s. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was bold of him to say that, but I just think it was all caught up in the Cold War, you know, the political Cold War syndrome that was going on. I mean, the Soviets had been making advances in the space race. Before even before we even thought of going to space, the Russians were doing it, the Soviets were doing it. And I think paranoia set in. A, a lot of people, paranoia said, I was, I talked about how back when Sputnik was first launched, you know, people were panicking because now Russia, you know, is flying something over our homes the size of a hubcap and uh, basically was a satellite around the earth. And so we didn't want to have a godless state sending out this, nerve-wracking Sputnik. And then, of course, in 1961, Yuri Gagarin 
he was in, first banned into space from Russia, Yuri Gagarin. And, of course, they're trying to erase that from the history, but it's, it's, it's true. Yuri Gagarin, first banned into space. And the Soviet Union is only mentioned once in Kennedy's speech at Rice University. Uh, there was a competitive dig, a put-down. But, see, balance had to be restored in the cosmos. We couldn't have a superpower beat us into space or beat us to the moon. And so Kennedy stated, he said, within these last 19 months, at least 45 satellites have circled the Earth. Some 40 of them were made in the United States of America, and they were far more sophisticated and supplied far more knowledge to the people of the world than those of the Soviet Union. That was the dig he gave to the Soviets. When he mentions being behind for some time in manned flight, there's, there's little doubt who the boogeyman was and who the boogeyman was to beat. It was Russia. He said, we do not intend to stay behind, and in this decade we shall make up and move ahead. So the race was on. This is how the race began, really. The space race began because we declared it a space race. Russia didn't care. It's like I said before, I was on some uh, TV show about the moon, and I said it was like we we were the fat kid looking at the Russian that was all muscular and running the track saying, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to fight you. Um, and, and then, of course, the space race was kind of like a literal push and poke. You know, the push and poke. Two kids on the playground that want to fight, so they push and poke each other. Wondering if they should fight or walk away. You've seen that. And you know, everybody gathered around. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. And you all gather around. All they're doing is just pushing and poking each other until finally someone throws the first punch. But going back in time and, and thinking about the moon, and I think I talked a little bit about this when Artemis was first being rolled out onto the launch pad, that back in the 60s, the idea of the moon mission was not popular. And the post-landing effort to scrub away voices of opposition in the historical record has been vigorous. Not very many people know that the moonshot was not completely supported in the United States because, well, you think that everybody was happy, ticker tape parades, everything? No. No, there was... Uh, the sentiment at the time was pretty bad. Uh, there's a, a historian. His name is uh, Roger Laun- Launius. And he wrote, he said, consistently throughout the 1960s, the majority of Americans did not believe Apollo was worth the cost. With the one exception to a poll taken at the time of Apollo 11 lunar landing in 1969, July of 1969. Earthly concerns were more pressing. Civil rights leaders in the United States feared a loss of focus. There were a million people that gathered along Florida's space coast to watch the launch of Apollo 11 on July 16, 1969. Some 500 protesters, mostly African-American and led by the Reverend Ralph Abernathy, paid a visit to the Kennedy Space Center. And he had with him a wooden wagon, two mules, and he basically said this was confronting the contrast between the Saturn V rocket and what we have here poor versus rich twelve dollars a day to feed an astronaut we could feed a child we could actually feed a child for eight dollars that was their that was their uh slogan it was on all the posters twelve dollars to feed an astronaut eight dollars to feed a child we choose to feed an astronaut and now we know you know looking back at history yeah the moonshot happened i mean i guess i mean it, I, like I say, I've had my doubts about it. Well, I doubt the record is how we see it, and, and this is evidence of this. It's, it's that, you know, there have been debates on whether or not the record is true. 
we've gone, we may not have gone, we may have gone and had astronaut doppelgangers in the studio playing golf and high-five each other. There's a number of different theories. I just don't think we had the equipment and the and the uh, wherewithal to get to the moon in 1969. We, we eventually got there, but it took a lot of hard work and a lot of, uh, you know, truth, uh, a lot of error and a lot. Of, I mean, they had to go through a lot. Because, I mean, having like, I think, what, six, seven missions without a hitch except for Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, you can say Apollo 1 was a hitch because those guys died on the launch pad. But no, I think Apollo 13 was the real problem. But all the others were like, and they even got home safe. So, yeah, pretty big deal. But we really don't make a big deal out of it. We should. Now, Artemis is up in space. I think a lot of people don't even know that Artemis blasted off finally. And the Orion rocket sending back all these interesting images of the moon. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. We'll be back. You've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.